And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing today? Happy Friday. Uh, I know this episode is getting out a little bit later than I would have liked to or we would have liked to. Um, We originally planned to have had the episode come out uh, after last night's game, but plans changed with OT and all that stuff and didn't make sense for us to release the episode then, so here we are doing it today instead for all of you to enjoy in that post-OT winner euphoria uh, that I'm sure all of you are going through right now. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, if you haven't watched, if you watched the game last night, which I, I know some of you may have had an issue doing because of issues with, I believe it was the Fox stream or whatever the case may be. I was having issues myself too. I'm up in New York, so... Um, you know, I was having the issues with the NHL app. I was having issues with, you know, connection issues with NBC. I think it was due to the, the high traffic that was going on with, you know, everybody jumping to NBC because of, uh, Fox wasn't working, but, or with spectrum and all that stuff. But, uh, if, if you watched last night's game or you you looked at the stats, at least, you know, by now that the lightning won three to two in OT off a Braden point OT winner. And I spoke on previous episode about how this was going to be the first big test of the season for the Lightning. Uh, and, I, and I did fail to mention that how much of, you know, having that time off with them not playing within the span of a week. Um, I, I didn't really think that it was going to be that big of an issue, but I was completely wrong on this one. Uh, the Lightning looked like they were completely out of sync at some times in the game, especially on some, some transitions up and down the ice, uh, especially early on, both teams just looked very, just very sloppy. Uh, it was boring hockey. Uh, so let's just jump into it. So, you know, the, you always want to get off to a good start against Columbus and you know, that never really, never really happens for, you know, the, the lightning they're either hit or miss with that, uh, either. And we saw it in the playoffs, either they still score a goal in the first couple of seconds or minutes. Or they'll just, you know, not show up until later. Uh, so, you know, and it was actually Columbus that got off to a great start in this. 21 seconds into the game, uh, Tampa turns over the puck in the neutral zone off a, just a bad play from Victor Hedman, something that is very surprising. You don't normally see that uh, really ever from from Hedman. Uh, Domi gets up, picks up the loose puck. Uh, and sets up Borkstrand for the opening goal 21 seconds in. Um, really on this play, Borkstrand's patience and just the quick wrister uh, caught Vazzy off guard. That's what I thought off the initial play, and then they showed the replay, and it looked like Vasilevsky was anticipating the cross-size pass, and he was cheating a little bit, which left um, the net open, uh, and he was out of position. That was all that really came down to it. So at this point... Lightning, after the long layoff, are 
you know, already down 21 seconds into it. The other story in this one, of course, other from, you know, maybe the, the, the out of sync play, uh, the, the, just the bad puck management early on from both teams was the Pierre Luc Dubois saga that's going on in Columbus. Um, you know, I think him not playing as much because if I'm not mistaken, he only had like about three minutes of ice time. And still, that whole situation is just weird to me considering he, I, I think he's one of their best players, if not the best player on that team. Um, provides a ton of offense for them. And uh, yeah, he, uh, I, I, I don't know. I guess he had a falling out with Coach Tortorella there and it, you know, he he made some comments, I guess, that said that, you know, he just wanted out. He wanted to get traded. And, then, you know, in, in Tortorello's defense, though, if you look at some of the 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 footage, the limited footage from Dubois, Dubois playing, he he doesn't look like he's he's out there. And when I say he's, he doesn't look like he's, when I say that, I really mean he just doesn't look like he wants to be out there. He just he's just kind of skating around doing a whole bunch of nothing. Um, so, you know, as, as from a coach perspective, I, I know if that was anybody on the lightning, you, you definitely would not want to have a guy out there. Cause really you're just playing with a man down at that point, especially when you have someone out there not really doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, there was one play, uh, in which there was a loose puck along the boards. Uh, I think it was with Coleman and, and Dubois and, Dubois didn't do anything. He just skated up to him, and puck was passed out, and that was it. And it was just – it's not a good look for him. Um, if this is his way of, you know, trying to convince Columbus or his statement to Columbus saying, you know what, you don't want to trade me, well, then this is what you're going to get because I don't want to be here. Um, I think if that's the case, you're just – you're acting like a baby. At that point, uh, you're at the end of the day, you have a job and you have teammates that you need to answer to. And I could only imagine what maybe some of his teammates said um, to him, maybe after the game or really once, you know, the game, you know, once that, that especially those clips were released on on uh, social media and all that. So we'll, we'll see if there's any blowback from this, uh, interestingly enough, but um yeah, I wouldn't expect the Lightning to see him, uh, you know, in in the next game uh, or maybe anytime soon unless, you know, they patch things up uh, from now until tomorrow. All right, so, yeah, early on, lots of turnovers in the neutral zone, uh, which allowed for a lot of rushes, but nothing came of them, uh, which was just... It was just like neither team was being was able to get anything going, especially the Lightning. Just a lot of sloppy passes, not a, not a lot of uh, you know, just nothing. It, 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 they look like a team that hasn't played in a week, and that's exactly what ha- has happened. So, and you know, that's something that I failed to mention on the past episodes last week or so. Is that and, and it looks like Coach Cooper hasn't really been practicing that much as well as letting certain players sit out here and there just to give them some time to maybe just relax or, you know, for the upcoming slate of games, especially uh, within this time frame. And, you know, I, I obviously 
you, they might need to change it up a certain bit, a certain, I, I don't know. I, it's, it was very, it was very bad. It looked like a, it looked like a preseason game out there, especially the first period. You would have, maybe if they didn't show the score, you would have never thought that these were two NHL teams, uh, playing or you, you never would have thought of anyone scored a goal, but, uh, it, it was just a it was just a tough game to watch considering all the things that were going on with the stream you know every five seconds with me at least on NBC Sports uh, it kept freezing so it, it was just totally frustrating um, the other thing that was kind of frustrating to me is just the watch was eight minutes into the game Tampa Bo- Tampa Bay was 0 for six on the faceoff which you can't have that you can't have that and we we've stressed multiple times on this show how important it is to win the faceoffs, especially against a team like Columbus who if you stack the two two teams up against each other Tampa Bay is leagues above in talent and the Lightning did show it uh, in the second period but we'll get to that in just a little bit so you would have figured with the early goal that Columbus would have been flying around but it the good thing that both fans could at least hang their hat on for the first period is that Tampa wasn't phased. And that's really, that really shows, you know, the champion in this team, you know, they've been in tougher spots than this. Uh, they, this isn't last year's Tampa where maybe they would have panicked a little bit or, you know, been worried against a team like Columbus who had their number obviously in the prior year. But this is a whole different team, a whole different mindset, and that was good to see that Tampa was able to kind of settle in after then. Regardless of how bad the puck management was by both teams, I still think that's the one positive that Lightning fans can at least take uh, from from this period. So uh, another thing that stuck out to me towards the end of the period, Tampa was winning a lot of the battles for loose pucks on you know just around the ice, especially on the board. But really, at the end of the day, it was a sloppy period uh, played by both teams. So with all that going on, the Lightning going to the dressing room down one nothing. Uh, yeah, it was probably the most boring period of hockey I've seen in a while, uh, regardless of the the goal that happened twenty one seconds in. But uh, other than that. Uh, you would have expected maybe a little bit of a more physical game from both teams early on. A lot of big hits, maybe Columbus going out there and trying to get some revenge on Tampa after the playoffs, uh, what happened in the playoffs last year. Um, The one thing I was interested to see was how the Lightning were going to approach going at Corpusalo. If the Lightning proved anything was to, to populate the net. With shots on shots on goal, uh, make make Corpusalo work early, and and we saw them do a very good job of that early on. So, uh, we'll we'll get into the second period where the Lightning start to turn it around and start you know really take control of the game in just a bit. But first, let's talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Bet Online AG. NFL season's pretty much almost over with. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one win away from pl- becoming the first team to play the Super Bowl in their own building. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Go sign up for an account today at betonline.ag. 
the one place that has you covered, the one place that we here at the Lockdown Podcast Network trust and get that 50% welcome bonus. You know, you don't just have the NFL wrapping up. You also have the NBA in full swing. Go bet on the Magic if you're a Magic fan. Uh, you know, we have some college basketball still going on. I haven't been following it this year. It's just, you know, the, the, the rankings are all over the place. Uh, and then, you have, of course, have hockey going on. And if you bet on the Blue Jackets to win last night, thinking that they were going to come out swinging and, and, and best your Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, unfortunately, you lost some money last night. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get on in the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And don't forget to give our good friends and exclusive partner a follow at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of all the best businesses in the bonuses in the bid business. Can't talk today. Sign up for a free account and use that promo code locked on for your welcome bonus. All right. So moving on to the second period, the lightning hope to kind of maybe shake some of the rust off, uh, from not playing for over a week. Um, but we, we saw more of the same, if not worse, to start off the period. Tampa Bay looked more out of sync to start. Uh, the long layoff definitely was showing its effect uh, in this game. The first, I would say, maybe 30 minutes of this game. Uh, Columbus was playing with a lot more physicality to start the period, which is something you never want to see. We saw what how that how, what that transpires to. Uh, what that translates to in the in the playoffs from last year. Uh, Tampa is the kind of team that needs to get off to a good start. They feed off momentum. Uh, their style of play is is really momentum and adrenaline-based, and, and they really need to come out of intermissions a lot better. Um, granted, you know, this is the circumstances surrounding everything, plus the fact that they played a not very good Chicago Blackhawks team uh, to start the season. So that's also kind of attributed to it, I guess. But I want to see them on Saturday's game. Uh, unfortunately, Saturday's game is going to be a 2 o'clock start, which I, I don't know about you guys. I, I prefer it to be a 7 o'clock game, but to, uh, I guess, appease the European fans watching over there. Um, but anyway, I would like to see that maybe – change in the next game is the lightning really start off periods on the right note uh none of this let's let's try and figure it out for five minutes kind of thing uh so we'll we'll see how they bounce back in that so at 327 left in the period we fast forward there because really nothing was going on it was more of the same that what we saw in the first period just just neither team being able to do what they were what they wanted to do um, you know, except for a couple of rushes here and there, a couple scoring chances by both teams, both goaltenders really didn't have to do a lot. There were some tough saves here and there, but it was nothing highlight worthy. Uh, Victor Hedman did play absolutely incredible in this game. I thought his defensive play getting back on the rushes and putting that big stick out to, to break up plays was phenomenal. I mean, he continues to remind everybody on a play-by-play basis as to why he is in the Norris Trophy voting every single year and why he's hands down the best defensive defenseman uh, in the NHL. And, you know, I, I, I don't see a reason as to why 
if he continues playing like this, he he won't win the Norris. Uh, but yeah, so 3.27 left in the period. Ryan McDonough gets the puck, patiently waits on a rush, and sets up Blake Coleman for an absolutely beautiful tap-in right on the doorstep. Uh, that is McDonough's 300th career point. Shout-out to the Mack truck uh, for that. Tying the game as well. Uh, we spoke about this in the last couple of games. Um, Ryan McDonough just playing up more on the rushes, being more involved in the offense. And that really dates back to the playoffs of last year, uh, especially in games one and two against Columbus. Uh, Coach Cooper electing to do that where uh, you kind of just had one defenseman sort of playing at the point um, and then a defenseman, the other defenseman kind of sacking off to the side as if he was a fourth forward. Uh, I love it. I, I understand why Coach Cooper tries not to do it as much just because of, you know, uh, a pass gets blocked at the blue line. Then you have a guy, you know, all by himself on the odd man rush. But for a guy like Ryan McDonough, uh, for as savvy as he is with the puck, I say why not continue to pick it? Why not to continue to play him up? Um, if, especially if he's going to be on the ice with Victor Hedman. I think Victor Hedman's ability to get back on the rush and defend the rush by himself uh, is almost unparalleled in this league to where I, as not only someone being a hot, a Lightning fan, but if, if you're just looking at this from a hockey analytical or coaching perspective, um, I wouldn't have a problem with that being the thing that the Lightning choose to do for the rest of the season, as long as it works, obviously, which it... It has shown over the past year almost uh, that it has, uh, especially for someone like Ryan McDonough. And it, it was, you know, Ryan McDonough had a day in this game. Uh, not too long afterwards, about at the, I want to say, the about 17.56, so about a minute 23 later, uh, Ryan McDonough again sets up Matthew Joseph in the slot for the one-timer. It's Joseph's second goal of the year. Uh, Tampa Bay takes the lead 2-1 heading into the dressing room. Um, as for this period as a whole, I thought the team played better, especially at the end with those two goals. But the Lightning can't afford to go 18 minutes, 16 minutes of not playing you know, well like that, you know, you, you can't expect them to have that intensity consistently through every second. You know, sometimes the puck isn't just going to bounce your way, but really at the end of the day against a team like Columbus, who I still think regardless of Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, and his absence was very much noted throughout this whole game. Uh, and you could just feel it on the ice. They were definitely missing something. Uh, you never want to give a team like the blue jackets uh, any advantages. Uh, you know, they, they did get four power plays, which is a whole nother story. Uh, the Lightning drew f four penalties, took four penalties in this game, uh, and only, only took uh, and only drew one, which is, I, I still, it's almost amazing. <laughs> and and, and I, I really don't know how to explain the, how, how weird that is to see. I don't know if it's just maybe, no team draws just one penalty per game. And we saw it in the playoffs. 
against the Blue Jackets. And I don't know if it's just this team or it's the Blue Jackets know how to play within the rules from certain things. There were some calls out there where you could have made a case. And when I say calls, I mean non-calls. There, there were some plays out there um, last night in which I could have seen that gone going either way. But I, I just don't know. I, I, I don't have an explanation for it. It's I've never I've never seen anything like this where a team consistently is unable to draw two to three penalties against the same team. It's very weird. Um, but you, you know what? I, 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 I don't I don't I have nothing else to say to, about it. It's just frustrating for Lightning fans to see that. Uh, but and it's just something the Lightning have had to overcome since you know that that playoff series. Um, you know what's also weird? Playing paying twice as much for the same parts at another another car dealership or or a company. You know, I, I if if you're not going to RockAuto.com then maybe you deserve to sit on the sidelines like Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, RockAuto.com, our other sponsor for today's show. Uh, RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the last 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear us box so we, they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so the lightning at this point in our little recap are heading into the third period. Um, and they're, they're going in with a 2-1 lead. It looks like everything is starting to look good for, for the Bolts. And then seven seconds into the power play in which uh, uh, the Lightning did to draw, which it, I, I still don't understand it. it it's absolutely incredible. Um, Nick Foligno scores. Uh, he scores in on a tip-in from a very good pass from from Borkstrand uh, towards the net. I wasn't sure if he was trying to shoot this or the, the, the intention of the pass or shot or whatever you want to call it was to deflect it off Foligno. Um, the way Borkstrand was angled towards the net, uh, you can't really tell. Uh, I, I guess he would have to be in Bortrand's head, but regardless of that, Columbus gets the power play goal, ties the game up at two, and that's pretty much the scoring that we had for the rest of regulation. Other than that, um, the other notable thing that happened in this period was Blake Coleman getting called for, for roughing uh, after Corpusalo took a swipe at him. That's a soft call. I, I don't care. I, I and, and If that was the other way around, if for so if you have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, later on in the game at about I want to say maybe two two minutes left in the game, uh, Blake Coleman. So at a, at six fifty two, uh, Blake Coleman gets called for roughing, uh, and what happened was it, it was a stoppage in the play, and I guess 
Corpusalo took exception to Blake Coleman coming in as hard as he did and, and skating, you know, that fast. And I don't know if he sprayed him or whatever the case was, but Corpusalo took a swipe at Coleman. Coleman goes back at him and then just cue the, the, the Columbus Blue Jackets to come in and just basically um, just just jump on, on Blake Coleman. And uh, I have two questions with this with this whole situation, with this, with this event. One, I, 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 I feel like the refs in this situation at this play in the game need to read the situation right. Tempers are going to be a little high. I mean, it's very intense at this point. These two teams do have a very long history together over the last two to three seasons. And you're going to give a roughing penalty for that? I mean, we see that we see that happen two to three times a game. Not that penalty being called, but that 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 extracurricular activity, if you want to call it, for for the refs to do that, and I've seen that called more than once on the Lightning. That's a soft penalty. That's 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 just saying, I, I and I'm not going to accuse the refs of of trying to fix the game, but I I feel like the Lightning never get that call. And if they were to get that call, I would be on here the next game or the next podcast or whatever, the next episode, saying the same thing. You know, that, but maybe in a different tone. Maybe I would be saying, well, you know what? The Lightning were fortunate to have drawn that penalty, even though it's a, it's a, it's a very soft penalty to be called, especially at that point in time. If you're calling that penalty in the first period, that's different. But in a tight game, tight game against two teams such as these in their first meeting and to call that in the third period that's not a that's not a good call i I, i'm sorry i i don't agree with that one bit but you know what the lightning did unfortunately they they called the penalty um but anyway we had to over we had to ot now (laughs) i was as, as the seconds were counting down in, in the third period, uh, I was nervous. I was really nervous. Uh, I was having a little bit of PTSD from the playoffs just because of, of game one and, you know, that whole the ridiculous OT. And obviously we, we, we can't have that in the regular season, but shootouts do last a very long time. I remember... One night back in the day when I was working at NHL.com, um, I, I don't remember who was playing them, but the Coyotes were involved in the middle of like probably one of the longest shootouts I've ever seen. I, I want to say it was maybe 10, 15 rounds, maybe longer. I don't know off the top of my head. This was like four years ago. Um, and on top of that, it was just everyone was trying to throw it five hole on the goalies both both teams so i guess that's what made it worse or made it seem that it was as long as it was but that's what i was thinking about going into ot i was already saying to myself holy crap this is what's going to happen now the lightning and the blue jackets are not going to score it's going to be pretty much the same of what we had in the first couple of periods with these two teams um and, and we're going to go to like a 20-something 20, 20 round, hopefully not 30-round shootout. I'm going to be here all night. Um, 
and I'm not going to be able to get the episode out. Obviously, we didn't get the episode out. We're here talking to you on Friday morning. But uh, thank goodness for Braden Point. Um, so to start off the OT, uh, Tampa Bay and Columbus both had prime scoring chances on breakaways off right from the drop of the puck. Um, and that's the good thing about having playing three on three um, in, in OT is you have all that space to do stuff like that. Uh, but beautiful play to end the game. Almost identical to the Coleman uh, McDonough uh, goal that was scored earlier in the game. Uh, and you have the top three guys on the Lightning involved in this play. Uh, Stamkos with the secondary assist. Hedman with a beautiful pass uh, to, to point. Uh, pretty much patiently waiting, waiting, waiting. He finds point to chip it in. End the game. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Lightning win. They're off to a three nothing, you know. They're they're off to a three and zero start to start the season. Um, through three games, just first impressions. I, I think that the Lightning have played well. I just think that Lightning fans, let's let the the jury is still out on what kind of team this is. Uh, I'm not saying that they're they're not going to dominate the Central this year. I, I I still have my hat in that ring, and if you haven't. Put the bet down already. Go ahead and throw your money at betonline.com for that. And don't forget to use that promo code. But the next couple of games is going to be interesting. You know, they have Columbus on the 23rd, and they got Carolina uh, on the 26th, 28th. And then the very interesting game, which I'm very curious as to see how they play against them, is Nashville. Nashville got off to a, a pretty decent start as well. A lot better than I thought they would have. Uh, that's going to be the 30th and the 1st. Um, so, uh, you know, they have a good schedule against them. You know, regardless of how you view uh, this this division, the Lightning are playing against good hockey teams. I think maybe other than Chicago, I think every team thus far has shown that they're very good. And Dallas, I mean, they haven't played yet, but. You know, that's that's a whole nother thing. I think Dallas is going to be good. They're not going to be like last year good, in which they go back to the Stanley Cup Finals. But I, I think they're still, nonetheless, a very talented hockey team. But we'll have to see, because who knows? With the nature of the schedule, with, with everything surrounding COVID, which which is just a bit of pain in the ass, with, with everything, with, you know, just guys getting hurt possibly, hopefully not, um, it's going to be interesting to see how these players handle it all. Uh, and I spoke with, you know, Chris Masilli of Locked On NHL, Locked On Abs, as well as the guys from the Locked On Red Wing show, and we've we were pretty much all in agreement. And I think all the other hosts on the other shows uh, would agree that uh, it wouldn't be too surprising to see other teams that you don't normally hold that high in terms of the hockey hierarchy. Uh, trying to say that three times, um, making a, a run for the playoffs or being one of those fringe teams. So I wouldn't be too shocked if maybe Detroit uh, starts to make some noise uh, going forward. So, you know, um, hopefully the Lightning could pick up the win tomorrow, and uh, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, either I'm not sure when we're going to drop an episode. I don't know if we'll drop it tomorrow. Um after the game or whatever the case may be, or maybe we'll drop a recap on Sunday. 
we'll do it that way. I think maybe that is probably the easier thing to do is to drop a uh, a recap either Sunday afternoon, Sunday night of the the game tomorrow's game. So uh, we'll let you know obviously on Twitter uh, and go ahead follow us at lo underscore lightning on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at locked on underscore lightning. Give me a follow at ap danker d e n k e r. Uh, check out my bio on Twitter. I got a lot of other projects going on that are pretty interesting. Hockey related and sort of hockey related, I guess. Um, I'll be on a couple other podcasts, uh, hockey related, non-hockey related. But uh, anyway, that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you next time.